See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Infinity Pool on Hulu. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name's TJ Davis, he, him pronouns alongside... I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. Uh, Dan Murphy, he, him. Hi, I'm Porik, he, him. And on this episode, since it's still October, we're doing another Shocktober. This time we are doing the, what was it, 2023 that this came out? Or was this twenty? Yeah, technically this mm-hmm. is a 2023 release. So. so I think it's like the newest movie that we've talked about in a long time. Probably yeah. since like last year. Because uh, I don't think we've done any new releases this year. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But uh, yeah, we're doing Brandon Cronenberg's 2023 release, Infinity Pool, starring Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, you know, not not the best Skarsgård, but up there. Oh yeah, I like, I like the Skarsgård a lot. He's growing on me <clears throat> more and more as the years go on. He was very good in Succession recently as well. Oh, I never watched that. I feel like I should at some point. I've heard he was the pilot board me. He was the best part of True Blood, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. I mean, there's a lot of good cast on True Blood, though, even though it was, a, it was an iffy show, but it was kind of almost held together by its cast entirely. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But his, yep. I don't know, his character was really up there for characters for me. Yeah, no, he ruled. I was like on Deborah that throne before even Game of Thrones was a thing. <laughs> for well, I mean, have you seen The Northman? Because that's really worth watching. Yeah, I have it. I haven't watched it yet. All right. Well, since we're doing it a little different this month and each member of the gang gets to host an episode, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Pork. Pork. Uh, I mean, you know, we can still do our general like, oh, bullshit we'll bullshit for sure. before, yeah. but like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, there, there's I think there's a lot to like about this movie. I really dig a lot of Cronenberg style. Um yeah, you know, I I really it. liked I really liked Antiviral. I really liked Possessor, and I really like this. Like, I'm not surprised that Brandon Cronenberg, you know, son of David, uh, little nepo for, baby. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. And he's he's I, I don't think that he's really a nepo well. baby. Yeah, yeah like no. he's he's. He, I mean, this movie, like, none of his movies get made without that connection. Like, let's let's be real here. Like, oh yeah, what absolutely. are you talking about? What do you mean? Like, at the budget they are? Yeah. Well, I mean, none of in, these movies get made. Like, yeah. No, I mean, in he's get he's these are very well received movies critically. Uh, critically, audience wise, they are not well received. All no. Have gotten around like fifty percent, um, like, and I know I I can see why we'll get into it as we talk about the movie. I've not seen the previous two movies. I can just kind of identify the problems with this, um, and one of the big ones does stem from the fact that he's kind of a nepo baby, um, because I just don't think he knows how to create interesting characters, um, because quite frankly. He's been told he's special because he's David Cronenberg's kid. And most people react to him as you're special because you're David Cronenberg's kid. So he writes a really flat, boring protagonist that feels self inserty of like, he's a novelist. So everyone loves him. And it's just like, uh, okay. Like it, it, it's just like, but they don't love him. Well, they have a very mixed reaction to him, but he, it's still kind of like, leaning into this character is interesting because i say he's interesting not because i know how to write a character that's interesting um and now i would disagree like i would agree that like there's a lot of self-insertion but i think it's more like you know everybody ignored antiviral he got a bunch of like oh no there's some bitterness that's seeping into this for sure from like possessor and like felt like he was pulled into a crowd that wasn't his and they were all just fucking laughing at him. Like, it's not as angry I mean, as, like, uh, fucking what's-his-name with Rubber, but, like... No, it's not as angry as Rubber. And and I got that, too. I just feel like that is, that, that is me kind of reading in his background into the character, and I don't think it actually shows up on the film. I think you need okay. a conversation of him talking to, to his wife about the fan reaction instead of like not feeling inspired it needs to be kind of i'm disappointed well, that no one recognized me for this and then that leads mia into, reads so that if mia goth overhears that conversation that inspires her like that whole thing could 
justify their characters, but it's not yeah. actually on screen in this. Like it's it's well, she just looked them up on looked I them know up on Wikipedia did, but, or whatever. Right, right, right. But she looked him up and she assumed that and was right. But to actually over have her overhear a conversation where he expresses that, I think is much stronger motivation and draws us into the characters more. It also unfortunately, but I feel like they they telegraph this too much anyway. It also makes it very obvious that she's manipulating him and 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 just using him anyway, which it is a danger that you run into, but I also feel like this film starts at the wrong spot like this is another example of a film that why is it told chronologically because i think it's much more interesting to start about half an hour through and tell that first half hour through flashbacks rather than tell the whole thing in in chronological order yeah i could actually see that working because like introduce the concept that there are doubles more than half an hour into your movie because that's the hook to your movie and it takes half an hour to get there Shall I begin? Yes. Novelist James Foster and his wife, M spent time at a resort in the fictional seaside country of La Tolka, where a local festival is underway. The couple's chronic marital strife is exacerbated when Gabby, a fan of the only novel James has published to date, invites him to spend time with her and her husband, Alvin. Before I, mean, I, dinner... I, I do like how the uh, it's called The Summoning. And like those masks are like there's well a lot creepy. of weird stuff about the culture here that's also just like I don't know how to feel about this because it's like you invented this whole culture that seems very condescending towards people of of cultures, but it's not a specific culture. It's just like you have all these weird iconography and weird laws that just serve your story. But like, are you making a statement about American influence in foreign affairs or are you not? And I just feel like this. Also, it's, I mean, com- they it's, are. it's conversation. And they it's not are, just America. Being, like, I don't think it's I mean, meant to also, be. I mean, it's more a class thing than yeah, it is about American a... influence. Right. But I feel like both are kind of handled haphazardly at best. Um, like, I, I feel like there's there's a tighter way of, of dealing with both. And I think that, honestly, this should focus more, like, because I think it's more interest in class than it is on, on uh, foreign relations. It should focus more on that aspect and less on creating this culture that's like is this racist is this a real thing is this like like it's always kind of just like in that weird area of like how am i supposed to to... feel about this yeah so i mean mean, yeah it's sort of racist towards you know chinese people sort of racist towards indian people sort of racist towards like croatian serbian people like yeah i mean i'm i'm happy that you know they got to film in Croatia and use like a whole bunch of that you know collapsed Soviet Union infrastructure as their backdrop because shit looks good on film and it does frames it really well I get what you mean Dan like it's not always uh worthwhile to um just change that stuff for you know I mean I I feel like I need to like go through the whole movie to see if there's like a good reason yeah, I like, feel like I liked I liked being um a little bit conf- I I think the point maybe for me anyway was to uh, the way that it unravels and you start seeing the signs, you know, and that and so it's I think it's meant to just put you off your feet a little bit. It's like, is this a real play? You know, so yeah. I mean, I just feel and like that's kind a, of like saying opportunity to do this amb- ambiguously of just sort of like like okay they're clearly in a foreign country that has weird like i feel like they're so specific about certain customs that this culture has that they don't need to um like they don't like but the I, point is yeah. they don't give a fuck you know i know like, they don't give but then the film yeah. doesn't give a fuck either and that's the thing and, and it's just like like so it just ends up kind of like like bouncing back in a really it's it's like how uh freaking borat well, he's a protagonist like, but he's about, not a good protagonist it's all about uh, uh, but but it's also like how it's depicting the culture because it's like how borat's like like americans are are full of themselves elves and arrogant and whatever and then it's just like and then when he filmed in kazakhstan he exploited the people of kazakhstan like it's hmm. just like like there's there's a hypocrisy there of just like not getting quite what you're saying by presenting this culture in this way um that at like i i just feel like there there was some lost opportunities in terms of because i do think it kind of makes a statement about like 
like these cultures are like want American money so much that they're willing to tolerate like, Americans being despicable in their countries. Like, I, and that's an interesting thing to talk about, but I don't think this movie explores that very much. Um, it's almost more about, out the other people that the people that James is hanging out with want to take his wife's money than it is about the people of uh, Latoga to wanting to take his money. So, well, I don't think that like those it's people not are actually money. trying to take his money or take his wife's money. Like they're just trying yeah, to. Yeah, they don't care about money at all. They're rich. They're fun. I yeah. mean, they do yeah. care. Well, I they mean... want him to be part of their sick group. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the whole thing. It's like a peer pressure thing. Like yeah. because they've all given up their humanity, so they fuck with him to to get the same result. You know? No, yeah. I know. But Tear I mean, somebody like, down like to their level. But but they're only willing to accept him because he has the money to pay for the thing. Oh, of like, course. Yeah. I, and that was that was one of the big be... things that I was really curious about. If this film could explore, and ultimately it doesn't go that direction, is if his wife cuts him off, how do they react to that? Um, and, you know, that film does not go that way. It doesn't answer that question, which was, to me, somewhat was there disappointing. Not, I yeah, I kind of wanted was to. Was there not a, a, a stranger reveal that he also had money, though, at the end? That no, it wasn't, no, just wasn't he very, mentioned? he very specifically states that he doesn't have money. And then the ending is left kind of ambiguous as to what his relationship is with his wife, that he's still financially capable of staying there. But um but yeah, I mean, like, that's the other thing is like they could have exploit explored the relationship with his wife a little bit more. I mean, I think that, you know, we'll we'll get into it. But like, I feel like they should have been more direct about, about whether or not she was open to them exploring open relationships, because like, I think it's pretty clear that that Alvin and Gabby are very into open relationships Whereas as like James is left kind of like ambivalent about it throughout the film. And like, we really don't see M react to it, which yeah. I, I think is a dis disappointing. I so. think that I... she's not, I don't think they're hitting on them in that way though. They're hitting on him specifically. And it appears that maybe she just doesn't like there. It feels like they're actively trying to exclude her. They but, are. It does. But feel not in a way, in, in the way where not that they're being rude, but in that they're just like only yeah. focusing on him. And, no no uh, but i mean like at the same time like i just because like like the two of them like it could be a like and this is again it's just it feels like a lost opportunity to have of uh, them like you know a, for whatever reason they attend an orgy m realizes she's not into it and leaves but she's still fine with james staying there like that's a totally reasonable th way to like show the characters like they don't have to like make the same decision as a couple we just need to see if she's okay with the decisions that he's making and ultimately we just kind of get him like turning down a phone call which kind of implies that she's not okay with it but we don't really see that many direct reactions from m as he kind of goes into a more hedonistic route yeah mm. i feel like their relationship is kind of poorly explored in general like you know, the description starts off with like, you know, they have like, you know, constant marital strife. It's like, OK, they like they're they they're just seem kind of bored on the at the end of a vacation. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah, they're they, not doing well. Yeah, they, clear. they don't it's clear. They yeah, but it doesn't like you're you're saying it rather than showing it like, mm -hmm. you know, you like it could just be, you know, you could this is the kind of tension that you could write off in a number of different ways, not necessarily like, you know, we've been at each other's throats for like six months kind of thing, which is what that description sort of implies. Yeah, no, I, I read it the same way. It's like, so it sounds like like she took him on this vacation. Like, I feel like they need to establish who's, whose idea was it to come to this resort? They don't. Um, um, and, and so it sounds like they were there to try again, inspired about writing. He's still not inspired. She's frustrated by that. But that means that she's frustrated about his career ambitions. That's not their relationship status. That's not yeah. the same thing. Um, and that's kind of the only conversation that we really really get um and, and like again it's just like she goes along with things to try to hope that he gets inspired she suggests ideas as for him to do that he seems to turn down but again the like motivation seems more that's like i wish you were writing more um which doesn't speak to their relationship issues like i kind of right. wanted a scene of of like him like i wanted a scene of them like trying to have sex and him having difficulty getting it up and it's just like okay so you need to explore more sexual 
things. But like, again, it's just like, does she want children and therefore wants to have sex? I mean, I don't feel like those characters come off that way. But I mean, again, it's just sort of like, like show us, show that he's dissatisfied specifically with something related to the relationship. And we don't really get that. No, we really don't. At the four have dinner and decide to spend the next day driving in the countryside, even though they have been warned that tourists are to remain in the resort compound at all times. At a beach, as James urinates behind a tree, Gabby unexpectedly grabs him from behind and proceeds to give him a hand job. After a long day of sunbathing and cooking, the tourists embark on a drunken drive back to their hotel. En route, James accidentally runs over a local man killing him. Gabby insists that they cannot call the police as the country is corrupt and they will not be safe. Again, some really solid practical special effects with, like, just the fucking face caved in. Oh, God. He loves those caved in heads, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's real yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. From Possessor as well, similar situation. Yeah, um, and then, I mean, again, I just, I you know, I, w- I wish that, at, I don't know, the handjob scene just bothers me because it's, like, it's sexual assault. Like, make 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 James a more active member of this instead of just, like, like, well, he doesn't push her away, so it's consensual. And it's just like, if you flip the roles, no, this is very much not bad. okay. So, yeah. like, like I, I just feel like... And nothing good happens yeah. in this movie, though, you know? No, I know. I'm just <laughs> like, I, again, it's just like, I, we're lacking some character building and development here and it's just what like, i'm learning from uh, this is that james is like completely i just um, hate james. Disc- like james yeah he sucks like he's yeah no he's but he's also boring like that's the other thing that's just so frustrating it's like not only is he not a good person he's boring yes <laughs> and it's just uh, like ultimately i guess the movie tries to make him boring it's just like no it's just like he's still boring he's just doing increasingly awful stuff <laughs> Um, the next day James is arrested and is told that the penalty for his crime is death at the hand of the dead man's firstborn son however the country has a unique system of justice whereby the guilty for a hefty fee can be cloned and have their duplicates killed in their place James who married into money pays the fee to escape execution however as part of the deal he must watch the execution of his clone M is horrified by the entire affair and wants to leave immediately but James is titillated by the spectacle and doesn't share urgency. He discovers that his passport is missing and encourages them to return to the United States. See, I didn't get a titillated read from that. I got like, yeah, like no, yeah, um, like, no, it's it's like a small, intrigued might be a, a better small, word. Yeah, shot. no, it's a small shot at the execution. Where, oh, yeah, like, where he just gives before a it cuts, smile. yeah, he yeah, gives a he's... little smile and you can see like a shine to the eyes that 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 I would call titillated. Okay. Yeah. I, don't know. yeah, I, I so. feel like I needed a little bit more. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, again, it's just more show... stabbings because the uncut well... version has 10 more stabbings. Or stabbings. <laughs> I, really I mean, it, I, I just wanted more of a contrast between M and James's reaction because I, I, I think they're shown in two shot too much. Um, like, they're kind of shown reacting the same at the same time instead of like i really kind of play up the contrast and i think that would be more because it it kind of feels like she gets emotional about it and he doesn't react is kind of how the scene played more to me um so i i I would have liked to see more of that but i mean at the same time like especially with the ultimate reveal that that you know his passport isn't missing he hit it um that you know, yeah. oh, oh, there there is that implication that he wants to stay and and kind of explore this a little bit more. But again, um, you know, I mean, I, I think that at have have an interaction between in James um, between the execution and and the lost passport. Have an interaction between James and Gabby. I think would strengthen uh, his decision a little bit more um, from a character standpoint. James extends his stay by a week and encounters Gabby and Alban again. They introduce him to a small group of Western tourists who have all been convicted of serious crimes and have paid to watch their doubles killed. These people return to the resort annually, commit heinous crimes, and pay to watch their doubles get slaughtered. Over the next several days, they encourage James to transform into a libertine criminal, encouraging him to kill locals, engage in intoxicated orgies, and abuse the resort staff. Yeah, I mean, again, like... 
I don't know. I mean, and I just, I have such a hard time believing that the culture isn't like, okay, you're forced to watch your double full executed and then we kick you out of the country. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't let you back in. Like, I, I that think logic... there's maybe a potential for the guy, the warden, to be not on the up and up, you know? Oh, yeah. That he's just like, it. he's yeah. doing it, you know, he's in control of it. He's like, well, and, and then, the money's coming in. Why stop it? Like, maybe a, yeah, different, but at the same maybe time, a different official wouldn't do it and he's doing it. Like, yeah, but time. at the same time, that means like, don't piss off that official. And then they have a fake out later on where they piss off that official. <laughs> like, so I but mean, they don't. They give him loads more money. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can believe in a corrupt person who is just wants endless money out of the situation. Yeah, if, but if I mean, when they're it. literally pointing a gun at his fucking head, like, I, I feel like that's a line that it's just like, yeah, you can't pay me enough money to do that. Like, they shoot one of his bodyguards or potentially a family member. Like, come on. Like, like it's, it's, it's really he like pushes beyond the the pale of believability and that's you know again it's just like i i just don't buy this this culture that they've created um like especially because they that they established that like only this like like really like like weird or like super religious it's extremely old testament system of judge uh, judgment and culture is the only ones that can clone people <laughs> Like, like it's just like, like oh yeah we're like you know we're yeah. a former like a poor former soviet bloc country that you know is poor enough to be like corrupt as fuck and like totally well, willing to but our you. science is better than anyone else yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it, it's like you know it's like if wakanda wasn't like like a fancy space age place it was like actually the shithole they show it as but they somehow still had the same technology well yeah they put the uh they they do it in like an old fucking dirty shower like you know it's it's just they happen to find it and that's what it is it's a science fiction film <laughs> i mean this I slime just, duplicate i just feel my... like the world building is really taking me out of the film a lot of the time. yeah <laughs> um and then also, I mean, in you know, and, and we'll get it. I, I don't know. I mean, I might as well bring it up now of just sort of like, I, I just feel like there's also um, like they kind of needed to get into what their crimes were a little bit more because it's just like, like, you know, James like literally kills someone for like would be charged with manslaughter um and you know oh in like he has an actual crime whereas like the other people it's just like like one says that they're arrested for sodomy initially the other one and, like it's a workplace accident that they're that you know they were blamed for and it's just like like these are not like these are lesser crimes than james is like that's it should be the other way around um and well, also I, this place is yeah. supposed to have a zero tolerance policy i know but james crime. should do something it should have a really minor crime instead of one that's just like yeah there should be consequences to what you just did um type of crime and then it's also just a matter of the fact is that like like they realize it's a plot hole near the end of the movie that like like these other people should have set up the crime that james is arrested for rather than it just being an accident so they have that yeah. like throwaway line of like and then you did it yourself and it's just like because we didn't write the script correctly it's like come on guys i don't know i just feel like there's a lot lacking in this film um but i mean it's i get the visual style of it is is cool and i mean the cloning ex cloning is an interesting idea to explore i just feel like there's just so much this film does that takes me out of it uh but, but james is one night when he is tricked into brutalizing a clone of himself he had been led to believe was the police detective who initially arrested him in a moment of clarity and panic james retrieves his passport which in reality he had hidden in order to stay in litolka and attempts to flee however the tourist group accosts him and abducts him from the bus transporting him to the airport gabby reveals that she finds him pathetic and that the group is abusing him for their own amusement hoping to turn him into a fellow murder tourist he runs off into a nearby wilderness and Gabby shoots him in the leg as he flees. After hours of wandering, James collapses at a farm where a local family takes him in to recuperate. In his drug state, he experiences a series of what may be hallucinations. Uh, once he has regained his strength, he is again confronted by Gabby's group, who order him to kill a leashed duplicate of himself they were 
referred to as the dog, to complete his transformation. He initially refuses, but when the clone attempts to kill him, James beats him to death. Clearly distraught, Gabby consoles James by exposing her bare breast, covering it with the warm blood of the dog, inviting him to simulate breastfeeding. Which yes, uh, yeah, which is exactly why I point to this is this is Fred Cronenberg or like flexing. Look what I can make actors do. Like like that was yep. like well Mia Goth is kind of naked I know, in almost every I know movie Mia I've Goth seen her in so like, I think that's kind of yeah, like a I thing mean, she it, likes it, to do I know but like I, it's just like there's there's a level of like like I get to get away with like filming this shit that's depraved that's like my same major criticism of the Wolf of Wall Street that's just like you're making the opposite point of what you're trying to make you're just showing depravity and being like isn't this cool in an edgelordy sort of way than actually providing commentary on it um and that's kind of a general problem with this film i mean and and you kind of get that especially with how the uncut version exists and their appeals to the nc double uh, the the nc 17 in rating on it like you know it's just generally it's just like we want to push the limits of taste rather than make something that has as more to say Uh, so uh, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's not an either or, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand. There's a little bit. I understand. Yeah. I understand the concern. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, I thought uh, in this film it it did feel not always because sometimes I felt the gratuitousness kind of added to the tone of the movie but then there were definitely times where it just felt like excess for the sake of excess which i didn't even though possessor is just as violent and just as fucked up it somehow fit it better so to me you know it's it's a kind of uh it's a it's a give and take with this stuff where it's like oh when it does when it, it when it takes that step uh into just being you know uh crass or gross or provocative just yeah well i mean it. it's also it's also a difference between um you know sexual content versus violent content because violent content you're generally showing something fake in a real way whereas sexual content sometimes i'm especially you know i mean now they're better about it with with you know onset intimacy coordinators and it's more yeah. likely simulated than it necessarily was in the past but there still is that element of 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 having actors um expose themselves in ways that they're not necessarily comfortable like i mean i feel like this cast is like this cast is probably a pretty bad example but you know you've certainly had um various actors come out talking about being uncomfortable with with nude seeds on set um and you know i i'm hoping that less of that's happening now i don't get the sense that was a major issue with this film but you know it is just every time you're you include that content i do feel like it becomes a question um and i mean i do think hollywood's gotten better about it but like you know this is a film that includes that content so that question's getting asked so oh yeah th- this movie has a shit ton of nudity yeah like i don't know i, I like how some of the i mean there's no shot, way right? that you're coming into this project and not being told that you're going to be nude a lot right i mean yeah well i mean but at the same time you know i mean in i don't think cleopatra coleman has any nude scenes in this nope, so i mean doesn't. it's like it's it's all about what you know what, well, then maybe what role you're to. yeah i mean it's all about what role you're accepting and you know i mean sometimes there is you know there are creative ways about about shooting around certain things um that's always you know i mean it's like like what in, in uh forgetting sarah marshall like that's not mila kunis's breasts in the in her topless scene um and you know i mean you look at in this film like when the clones are fighting each other they shoot it in such a way that like they didn't need to use special effects they could crop the non sars guard out of frame they could swap yeah. you know so it's just like there are ways that you can get the same effect without necessarily having nudity so sometimes there is a yeah but that's not it's of, not always like a, but yeah you don't always th- that's not always the best choice it's just sometimes yeah. there's an option so like i know a hundred percent the uh scary sexual predator director stereotype exists for a reason but there's a lot of people in film who want to like express art in that way and uh, you know and sometimes mm-hmm. i think it's a valuable thing to have you know when whenever sometimes it works is, for the story sometimes it doesn't uh, sometimes very sanitized it's but yeah. yeah sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, like and, this, and this definitely uh, walks. I would that listen line. to that argument on this a little. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Which is like the Cronin, which like I mean, I think is what it wants signature to do, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I could definitely want. It's to like do that. that's I the mean, thing. I just to... want more, more themes yeah. that that just let's walk the line of taste. <laughs> so. Um, the next day, as they head back to the United States, the other tourists casually chat about upcoming errands, while James is visibly shaken from the events of the past few days. Waiting at the airport for his flight, he revol- resolves to remain behind instead. He returns to the closed resort, where he sits alone amidst the downpour of the monsoon. End film. Finn, yeah. Finn. So, the... just Just going, you know... Dan, I agree with you a lot more than you probably think I do on this one. Um, yeah. But what's funny, like just pointing out that 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 ending, it's like, so he w- went back to a closed resort. Like it is closed. Like they purposely show that like there's no one in there. There's like, you know, sheets all over all the furniture in the lobby and stuff. How the fuck did he get in? Oh, he 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 can do whatever he wants because that's the that's the point of the film is that he's an American, so he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. So did he, he just take like sad. a big? And he wants rock? to and he wants to just break into a a resort instead of murder people like everyone else does. So, but like he's so it's like yeah, it's like okay, so you broke into a closed resort, like, and you know, are you just planning on like? waiting until you starve like i don't or there's gonna have some food there but yeah like when you but eventually he would probably starve i mean that and like he may not have no have have sufficient drinking water if they shut off the the water i think it's it's gonna be raining i think it's fair to say he's not in his right mind at this point like i don't know if you guys have ever had a moment you know where everything falls apart and you're just kind of walking around and you don't know what's going on like i you know i think mm-hmm. like i can understand he is shook to the point where he's just like gone back to the place where it all happened and just i don't like this is the same day probably, or you know so a day much, after so much more effort than just drinking yourself into oblivion and getting on a fucking plane like get on the plane you're I mean, in go the home. airport. They're Just on the go plane. home and write this story as your next novel. Boom. Those people Done. are on the plane. Happy ending. There we no, go. No, I mean, yeah, that that ending would be awful if if it's just like, like, <laughs> like, you know, if it's him at a book signing of just like, I, I love your new novel or some bullshit like that. That oh, would have sucked ass. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the bleakness is fine, but it's like I don't know. Yeah. I just I'd like sort of questioning like. Okay, so the like, logistics, the like, logistics, wh- like what the fuck is going on? Like, presume, like I assume that was M that he was on the phone with before he left for the airport. Like, being yeah. like, I'm coming home. Like, uh, like it just, I don't. Honestly, there's just, I agree with you, Dan. There's a lot about the like the details the character development like there's kind of feels like there's some some plot holes like (laughs) the 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 like some of them are intentional but yeah yeah but like honestly it's like i really like the i like the concept i like the style he should have had someone else write the script i mean that's That's the thing all i mean i I mean i i don't know i mean i feel like he like I I do or someone think, co-writing. I think he needs a co-writer because I think that so much of him is in this, but it does need to have like better character development, more sound world building. But I mean, I think that largely he's kind of focused on visual gags and visual scenes and moments. And it's just like like he has a, in my opinion, very pretentious way of shooting things that's like like it's specific and it it builds to the style well it creates an uneasiness like also the like the uh soundtrack is is really Amazing. adds that mm-hmm. really well um but like, shout out tim hecker who i've seen yeah. before I'm, I'm a really big fan and yeah i love them yeah i mean but it's it, it is all about like style frequently kind of overwhelming substance and i mean it also has one of my least favorite things to see in movies in which it's just like you have someone reading a crit- 
cynical review and and you're kind of like daring anyone to have the same reaction to the work that they're watching um and i just i hate when that happens and it's just like like well someone described your last novel as pretentious so if you just and they're an asshole so if you call my film pretentious you're an asshole and it's just like this film totally has that scene and it's just yep. like it's not as bad as birdman like birdman is fucking terrible with that scene but like like this movie has that scene and i fucking hate when they do that because it's just kind of like like you're a bad critic or you're an idiot if you hate my film and it's just like well this guy is that really what you got from that oh every time a scene like i totally disagree i totally felt that this is a shame movie like this is like him hating himself and not not as self-aggrandizing the character is awful like, I, I mean, and he doesn't I, even I have a, a redemption of any kind. Fantasy from, um, of like, I can, like, I feel like there's a big, like, like, there's a part of me that wishes I could do this for real, but I think it'd be kind of terrible. So I'm just going to explore it as a film and then not draw a conclusion about that and then see how I feel when it comes out. Um, like, that's kind of how I read this of just sort of like there's a part of like i mean he made the film there's a part of him that finds this type of stuff interesting and it's just like he doesn't want to fucking run somewhere over in his car but he's curious about it which you know is definitely runs in the family i guess but um, i still need to see crash one of these days yeah i have not seen crash but like uh i hear Great, such maybe. Yeah, such weird things about that movie of just like I think it's an I've interesting actually... idea, but no one has that fetish. So <laughs> this one though, the the whole shame thing, yeah, that it that it's like, are you telegraphing your yeah. fetish right now? Um, I yeah, it's just it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I feel like part of this is his fetishes on screen. Um, I, I feel yeah. like they're they're like I think also this kind of like displays a kind of awkward reaction in terms of I'm just thinking of just like how he must have grown up as David Cronenberg's son, which is just sort of like everyone he meets is like such a big fan, and they just kind of want to use him instead of like actually be, his, like, which sounds really lonely but seems very likely. So I feel like you're focusing on him so much. I mean, the concept of like people he, he, from all over the world going to poorer countries and doing whatever oh, yeah. the they want. But this film doesn't have much to say about that. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. I don't think it does because it doesn't have an actual, like if you want to, like there are films that actually have things to what say. Is, what do you that. want it to say other than it's bad? Like, I mean, which it you, says. I mean, in, know, it's there, a simple they're, they're idea, more, but like. They're more complex. I mean, I'm trying to think of a better example than Hotel Rwanda, but that's definitely an element of hotel rwanda of just having this wealthy area and then a civil war breaks out and you know basically but like i'll i yeah. can buy what you're saying but it is like if you want to call it an exploitation movie or it because it's a yeah. horror movie and it, and like it is trying to do the thrill thing you know even mm-hmm. if it's doing it in this roundabout way like i don't i don't i feel like these that that criticism is like well i mean to, i think Compared well, to Hotel Rwanda, it just yeah, seems insane. Like, like, this, this is a grimy. Like, this is a grimy flick. This is not. Yeah, yeah. Hotel it's, Rwanda. It's like high this tension is more like, or, or something. You know, like uh, why, I was going to say is... more, more like uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow or like anything that Pano yeah. Cosmatos. Has yeah, done. well, visually, definitely like, hallucinogeny. Yeah, but um, but just, I mean, like, dirty and gross, and like you know, the the nipple like squeezing out hair gel or whatever. Oh yeah, like it yeah like, i think it, you're inf- it, like gross. inflicting extra pretension on it that it doesn't have. oh it totally like, has look at how unbalanced every shot is like it's super pretentious in, in the cinematography alone but like because no one ever matches their eyeline in their in their shots which is a very conscious choice like but i i mean i i, I just i don't know i mean it it it's just feels like like it's mostly wants to talk about a character and not kind of larger geopolitical issues, even though those right. geopo- geopolitical issues run in the background. And I feel like like they run in the background in such a like like we have to have like 
tons of exposition about this thing that we don't care about because we only really want to explore the character and the cloning it's just like i i feel like like an ambiguity there is much more interesting than creating a culture that doesn't exist so i mean especially, I, yeah I was, I was gonna say like i feel like some of the problems in this movie could be boiled down to i wonder if sometimes these you know like children of like famous hollywood people end up falling into the trap of like they are talented in their own right but like also because of how much people love their parents they don't get enough honest criticism i feel like that's a problem with people who like end up with a lot of power in you know whether through fame or money or what have you like is getting people to actually be honest about what they really think of you or what or what you're producing like yeah i i, I wonder mean... if like you know it's like yeah it feels like there's some raw talent there but like it's not really necessarily being honed correctly and is coming off kind of pretentious because like he just doesn't get the feedback that's like, hey, dude, you might want to like tone this shit down a little. It seems a little pretentious. Yeah, I mean, and it's weird because it is just like certain stuff like pretentious I, I, of what? What is the pretense? He's. I mean, and it's it's pretentious to assume that we care about these people like that's that's kind of what what it is. It's just sort of like you like this because I made it like. Like, and it's like, we, sh we should like it because there are interesting things you're doing with it, which definitely has in certain scenes. I don't scenes, know, it sounds like, like projection to me. Like, I, I don't know. I think we just have, yeah, we have a difference it, of opinion on it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I didn't, I like the only things I would, you know, there was a couple bits that were over the top for sure. Like I can I, uh, agree with that. And it didn't, didn't hit me like his last one. But, well, uh... what, what see for me, what comes across as somewhat pretentious is not assuming that we care about these people, but assuming that you like you've actually given us enough detail about them. Like I feel like I found myself, you know, enjoying my like watching the movie. Like I was, you know, I mean, like visually, the ideas are cool. Like some, you know, some of the stuff really works for me, but like. I feel like the, you know, there were so many times that I sat going, wait, what, what, what's the backstory here? Or like, what's, what exactly is going on? What's the motivation for the, like these people, you know, in this scene? Like, and I feel like. That's having, the mystery though. But the mystery is trying yeah. to figure out why well, I mean, they're doing I, what they're I, doing. But, yeah. but, you know, I feel like I, you know, I'm getting the kind of questions that are reminding me that actively that I'm watching a movie like I I'll get into it and then it pulls me out I'll get into it and it pulls me out like mm -hmm. uh maybe I'm being nitpicky here but it's like I feel like the the a lot of the relationships and stuff just feel like you know they exist more in the in the writer's head than they do actually on screen like I'm not always quite understanding what what the connection is yeah and i mean one of the other things is i i think it's interesting too that almost all these um the wealthy people like almost all of their background as it's kind of portrayed in the film is that they're in some version of the entertainment industry um like i mean i guess albin's kind of a contractor but he's married to an actress um and you know i mean again that's reflecting Cronenberg's no he's not background. a contractor he's an architect okay he's an architect but, well that well, he's would be a retired yeah. architect who runs a magazine yeah but i mean and again she so... does very successful infomercials yeah i mean but again it's, yeah. it's they're all they're all entertainment background which is interesting considering that you know cronenberg probably his circle is all entertainment people and it's just like there are other ways that people make money and would be super wealthy like you know real estate investment or um you know owning in major companies that you know don't have anything to do with uh entertainment um you know i mean like to an extent like i thought that the that it was interesting to compare this to like triangle of sadness which i also thought was pretentious and far more pretentious than this um and but that has multiple different wealthy backgrounds in terms of how they're kind of showing in the the rich people in that but again you know i think both of these movies have the problem of their are movies made by rich people for rich people um so like these are made to like play the like 
play at Cannes, which is like, you know, all rich people watching the movie and being, you know, oh, oh, jolly good and bullshit like that. So, um, so it, like to an extent, like he's making it for a specific audience and that's not necessarily the masses, but I think that's also where his frustration comes from is that, you know, like David Cronenberg only has a net worth of 15 million. How much can his kid possibly have? I mean, enough to get funding for this. <laughs> um, uh, and what like, you don't think that like with all the absolute pieces of shit movies that exist out there that this wouldn't get funding? Like uh, it's a low, it's a like a low budget, high concept movie that you know by a guy who already had a movie. I mean, a lot I of couldn't get like. the money to make this movie. Like you know, Cronenberg definitely leveraged his name, or leveraged well, more accurately, he leveraged his his name to get funding for his first film, and then he's been able to leverage those films into getting exactly. funding. I know you're saying that like yeah. the audiences don't like but there is fans of this guy. oh yeah no like, he has a cult following i see, I for see sure, but, shirts like, out in the wild all the time yeah but possessor still has like a 50 percent rotten tomatoes audience score <laughs> so it's not exactly a beloved movie by the masses oh the arbiters of taste of rotten tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> who literally post bullshit reviews ahead of the real ones i mean but they're more likely to slam this with favorable reviews than like slam this with negative ones so i you know i mean this is one funnily enough that, like the only the dvd of this see... movie has a t- rotten tomatoes sticker on it oh yeah because critics fresh, liked it yeah which i just thought was really weird like yeah that they do that they do well that. but no i mean in rotten tomatoes has become like basically audience score and critic scores have become uh the the new siskel and ebert but you know so that's the thing is this is getting a thumbs up from one and a thumbs down from the other and that's been the case with all of this film so far so and it looks like we might have an equally split decision here potentially um <laughs> So is everyone ready to do those kind of verdicts? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'm I'm talking, so I'll do mine first. We haven't Honestly, heard much from you, TJ. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, TJ, do you have well, somebody? Somebody's been railroading the episode, but uh, <laughs> we won't say who. What? Me, it's definitely me. <laughs> I mean, you said some stuff, Emily. It's really TJ who hasn't said much, <laughs> but largely because it's just like I know he likes the visuals, and like that's enough to make up for the rest of the movie shortcomings. <laughs> And that's why yeah. I am a see it. Um, <laughs> I really dig the look and the vibe of this. It's again, it's similar reasons why I like uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Uh, I said before putting it on to Emily, this is a vibes movie, okay? Judge yeah, it that, like <laughs> the story, the plot, the characters are all very light. It's more just yeah. like A to B, but yeah, I, I like, like a horror movie should be. Yeah, I, I, I like those A's and B's. <laughs> Like, I love the practical effects in this. Like, the fucking brutality of some of them is, like, really intense. Uh, and, yeah, just, like, a lot of the way it's shot, a lot of the music. Uh, I, I know you say it's pretentious, Dan. I like the way it looks. Like, it works for me. Maybe I have a certain pretension. <laughs> But like, yeah, I, I'm gonna see it on this one. I really enjoy this, and Brandon Cronenberg. I hope that he can let himself get out of his father's shadow at some point because I think I think he is. Well, I think I think that he's still like standing in his own way to get out from his. Well, father's he needs shadow. to do yeah. a non-violent movie now. Very importantly, like his next movie has to be like Paddington Three. <laughs> oh just like pull a rubber rodriguez and do like well, uh spy or like a next. fluffy rom-com it might, be no funny. he should he should work his way down so it should next one should just be just something that's not so gore and violence filled you know still something heavy like if i if he's gonna if he is a true nepo baby he's gonna follow his dad's career so he's gonna do the really crazy stuff and then he's then he does the less crazy stuff that is the most highly regarded and then he does like weird shit like the freud movie and history of violence that everyone's like oh i didn't think you'd do that um you know that's that's the trajectory if he's going to be exactly like his dad ooh, which ooh, get him... i was gonna say get him to remake howard the duck yeah <laughs> you do a killer howard the duck it's yeah a... i could see that actually kind of working <laughs> hallucinatory duck sex scenes that george lucas always wanted because yes. there's so many of them in the actual <laughs> fucking pg-13 yeah. movie so it looks like this movie cost 4.5 million to make and made a little over 5 million so 
didn't really uh, no. make. Oh, I couldn't find how much it cost. Uh, I did find. All right, fun fact: this movie in its opening weekend made more money than the entire theatrical run of his father's movie, Crimes of the Future, that came out this year as well. That's a better movie than this, even though people didn't care for it that much. But I, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm gonna see it. Who's next? <laughs> I mean, I might as well go because it's obvious that yeah, it's screw obvious. It. <laughs> um, like I just, I just feel like, like I mean, and, and like I think that the way this is shot is is interesting, but I think the bigger problem with how it's shot is is maybe how it's edited, um, because it just draws attention to how it's shot so much that I personally felt constantly pulled out of it, but I was pulled out more by kind of the poor world building and that i just find the protagonist really boring like i mean in like i get that everyone's supposed to be kind of unlikable but he's kind of specifically boring um and you know i mean i just don't feel like the film has that much to say other than kind of setting up its like major set pieces but it doesn't really string them together in ways that are interesting or I care about. And then, you know, I mean, again, I think I mentioned it earlier. I, I do think that the entire half hour, first half hour of this film could probably be cut off and, and re-edited into the film in different ways. And it would be much more interesting. Like let's get to the cloning faster. Like the cloning's really interesting. Um, and I feel like, like, you know, like certainly what the, the, Jurassic World second movie exists so there's movies that deal with cloning worse than this but there are definitely films that deal with cloning better than this as well so but can I get you on the record saying this is better than Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom <laughs> yes this is definitely better than Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom <laughs> Yay! it's not a high bar <laughs> not a high bar at all but hey <laughs> um well, did you see some more news when he says that the Jurassic Park sequels are objectively terrible? No, I didn't see that. Oh, oh you, the... you should watch the newest some more news. I mean, they are. They are. Yeah. He's dead right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since this was Porik's pick, I should probably go next. And I think you might be surprised that I actually land on the side of see it here. Like, I am surprised. I I'm surprised. <laughs> I like w- like the funny part is is that I actually agree with a- most of what Dan has said like it it's kind yeah. of pretentious like the like the the like the the character development the world building none of it really works all that well for me like it, like there are parts of it that like pull me out and it does it repeatedly which is kind of annoying like this isn't my favorite movie ever, but like honestly, it's it visually it's like it's it's nice to look at. It plays with some interesting concepts. Um, I you know I think the sound design plays into it. It like it again. The, here's a horror movie that actually le- like leaves me feeling at least a little unsettled, and I actually like things that do that, even if like they, I don't know, kind of suck out loud in other ways. So. <laughs> You know, it's yes, there are a lot of fucking problems with this. I think this could be a much better movie, but I didn't not enjoy watching it. And like, honestly, I'm pretty happy to watch Alexander Skarsgård, even if he's in a role that I don't really like that much. Um, So that kind of plays into especially when he's hanging down. Uh, yeah, and you know, Croatia is pretty like there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, you know, like the 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 problems aside, I enjoyed having my eyeballs on it. So weirdly, it's a see it, but like don't I get it's a qualified see it in the sense that it's like don't don't expect to be blown away. This is not like this is he Dick Porrick's right. This is a vibes movie, not a plot. It's not a plot movie. No. Uh yeah, it's pretty much uh same light see it for me. Uh I didn't. This is like I didn't pick this because I had seen it. I picked it because I'd seen his previous film, Possessor. And uh, this didn't hit me like that movie did. It just, it's kind of missing something. And maybe it was like, I, I totally take on board all of your guys' criticisms about the um, 
the plot being a bit wonky and and maybe not set up properly, maybe not paced properly, but there's just enough kind of intrigue for me through the whole thing and and the aesthetic being so good um uh that 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 worked for me a lot um like i i think he i'm excited to see another movie by him but i think like after a few this will be kind of one of the like compared to say possessor which i think is excellent i think this will be kind of like a slightly more forgettable entry uh mm-hmm. if if he keeps making movies but like uh i still you know i would recommend it just like a light recommendation like like emily said it's not going to uh, rock your world potentially but uh it's it's a horror movie it's kind of scary it's kind of unsettling makes you think a little bit not too much <laughs> i mean uh could maybe make could stunt to make you think a little bit more um but uh, yeah yeah i mean and i i wonder i haven't I, seen a movie about this specific subject though you know like yeah and, i mean and, well and, because it's the only movie i think that exists about lee torka so <laughs> nah you know what i mean it doesn't <laughs> we all know what it means like it, yeah. like it means and i and i i've seen so much of that horrible side of culture you know yeah. um in the world so it, it's it, i thought it was it was cool to make a horror movie about those kind of i mean like these things are so derogure like what how many fucking movies about torturing the rich we've had in the last um two years well, I mean, yeah, Keep yeah. Them coming, out of con- Keep it's them out of control yeah i mean well um, how, how many purge movies can you crank out each year yeah so yeah yeah but specifically purge the rich like, this, this also uh, which we love a, you know we all we love to see it but like yeah, this um, also had some weird A cab vibes, and it's like I don't really know that you're getting whatever. Well, yeah, the role of police in their society is very P- like police bad. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just like like we're we're shown that they're like super authoritarian, and then they fold to everything, and and you know, like the random uh, police. Yeah, authoritarian. By. Government, yeah, authoritarian governments are also notoriously easy to sway with money. So yes, that is true. The hero of this movie is the little kid who comes in and stabs him fifteen times. That's actually that's that's uh, the person. With, who I mean, he is the most likable character. He's yeah, with that dead-eyed glee. Yeah, it's kind of great. You're like, oh man, like I, I kind of love this kid, but like maybe you shouldn't let him out into society. Like uh, he he does he deserves a little uh, horror Oscar. Do we do those exist yet? Uh, what are the horror awards? Like any I mean, prestigious horror awards. Yeah, do they, oh, do they the get terrifying child actors? Yeah, do they get food oh. too. Yeah, Mia Goth should get an award just purely, like honestly, just for man. Being Mia Goth. Uh, I was gonna say, like <laughs> she, like she is. I wonder how much of my unsettled feeling in this movie is due to like the rest of this movie, and how much of it is purely due to uh, Mia Goth's lack of eyebrows, like. I cannot like there is very little that could actually really disturb me about somebody's face. Like a lack of eyebrows is one of those things. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! Performance in this movie fucking rules. It like does, she just but like, like Skarsgård is like all checked out or whatever, and I can totally agree. He looks like but it's not about him. It's about like, from the jump. Yeah, she's like the Joker times ten, but she's just like some rich oh, lady br- from somewhere. Been- I, I love her. I love her. She's so good in this. Yeah. Like I love her and everything I see, pretty much like that. She, she's she's the Joker is way less terrifying. Yeah, have um, you watched James A? <laughs> she's just screaming at him on the bus. Oh boy, sorry, TJ. Have you watched Pearl yet? No, I'm no. looking forward to it though. Mm. I've I've seen X, but I'm not not. I hear Pearl is much better, and and I'm and I'm I'm excited to see it. But uh, I'm gonna turn over the hosting to TJ now. Oh, for all the other things. Uh, so, yeah, we've been. See it or screw it. My name's TJ alongside Dan, Emily, and Pork. Uh, Pork, where can people find what you're watching? On Critiker.com, and my name is Meyer Lurk on there. Uh, Dan, you, you've got a thing. Yeah, you can check out my webcomic at fetus.com. I think I'm like, I think it's been a month and a half, almost two, before since I posted something, but maybe, maybe something will go up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh. you seem to do it as consistently as, as consistently as, as uh, Emily. Our thing. <laughs> you should just force yourself into doing it by saying on the podcast that you're doing it next week, and then you'll have no escape because you will. Uh, it we've tried that. If anyone listens, for, we've tried that for our thing and the the, the the which is New England beer reviews. It's a 
podcast about New England beer and other beer and also pop culture for some reason. And whatever the fuck I don't know, we want to talk it, about. It, yeah, it come it, it's whatever the fuck we want to talk about while drinking beer, but also comes out whenever the fuck we feel like it at this point, which is also partially determined by how often I can get beer to TJ. So um yeah, when the like, you know, come check that out when it happens, because it's cool. It's cool when it happens, just like Dan's comic. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been theater screw it. Uh you can check us out on Facebook X. Um you can see what I'm watching at letterbox.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. Speaking of the initials of our show, see it or screw it. You can also give us money at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. Um, anything I'm forgetting? I don't think so. That's everything. I'm just going to double say, bring us money. <laughs> that that seems more. like a great final word. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>